Welcome to Unlimited Boundaries. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B, with your host, Lester Bailey. Today, I'm going to talk about working in the city of Chicago. I had an opportunity as a police officer to work on the north side, the south side, the west side of Chicago. And there's so many different neighborhoods that I've worked in. Some of them, they consider the highest crime areas in the city. They talk about Inglewood. And Inglewood was a major challenge to me because it's first where I started on the job. And as I started on the job there, of course, not knowing much about crime at all, because the one thing that they cannot teach you in the academy is what real life actually feels like in fighting crime. And I had an opportunity to fight crime in the highest neighborhoods or what they consider the worst neighborhoods of crime. In the Inglewood neighborhood, they have the most amount of people who have come out of jail. They're living in the same neighborhood. And they wonder why that the crime level is so high. When you have a bunch of people who've just come out of jail and they like to do the same thing that they were doing that actually put them in jail, it's an experience to see how all of that is different from every neighborhood. Well, being the first time that I ever heard a gunshot was in Inglewood, and that was actually on my first or second day of the job that I actually saw someone shooting a gun and then running, and I was able to catch him. And then I had gang fights inside of the district where you see typically 10 or 15 people out here, and they're fighting. You got used to people who were robbing from people who actually have nothing but they're robbing and thinking that they're going to get more instead of you getting more of the same. I see people who are afraid to walk up and down the street because of the fear of living in such a high crime neighborhood. And that was just there. I also worked what they considered the other end of a poor neighborhood where they had a bunch of projects, which projects if somebody has never hold, it was public housing that expanded anywhere between, you know, with people in each of the public housing buildings that they had. They had at least 25 public housing buildings, and each one of these buildings had 20 apartments per floor, and they had 12 to 15 floors. Most of the average family that lived in these buildings had at least four people who were living in each apartment. A lot of them had up to 13 people living in the same apartment. So that was a lot of people that were impoverished. The average income for those buildings were, I believe, $20,000 or less. And I've walked inside of those apartments and I've seen people who cut themselves and cut other people. I have seen people get thrown over the balconies of these apartment buildings. I have seen drug sales at its highest and I've seen drug dealers in and outside of the building and in apartments. There were times when I was walking through some of the apartments looking for someone or actually chasing someone and one of the most amazing things is that you could see them go into a bathroom and you can break down that bathroom door and find them not in that bathroom. What they did during that time they had cutouts out of each apartment building that they were able to go into another apartment. And until you learned which apartments had cutouts, you were losing your criminals majority of the time because they can go into another place, get dressed and walk out the door and you would know it. 
So it took me and a few other police officers to learn the tricks in which they use so that way we can begin to catch the process of catching criminals. A lot of guns are actually, were stashed in those buildings. A lot of proceeds from a lot of crime were in those buildings. So the city of Chicago, finally, after 35 years worth of having the project buildings, they cut those buildings down. They broke them down and they've made a new neighborhood. When I worked in that district, the average amount of arrests per day were probably about 150 people per day being arrested. They knocked down that area, and now the average amount of arrests that they may have is maybe about 10 people per week instead of 150 per day. Then I worked on the west side of of the in Chicago. And the West Side was a little different for me. I used to work in the West Side overnight. And when it came time down time for a fight, a gang fight there, they didn't hide it in the alleys. They didn't hide it behind the buildings. They took on to major streets. And you would see 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 people fighting all at the same time. And it may just be you and your partner on the scene. That was one of the most scary times I ever had in my life. I was so nervous to go in and start a fight. On the south side of Chicago, when they talked about having a gang fight, Southsiders had more talking in their conversation, and they weren't willing to fight anyone. They would just bluff their way into something, and if a fight started out, then when the police arrived, they would disperse their fight and keep running. On the west side of Chicago, when they were saying that they were going to fight, they actually meant it. They were going to hit and strike and beat up anybody who came onto the scene, including the police officers. So luckily have been learning how to fight from the south side of Chicago. I learned how to become such a great fighter being on the west side because I was in many of battles working on the west side, and especially overnight. My partner and I were involved in a whole lot of fights. And she stood up there right along with me side by side as we were locking people up and getting rid of the members who wanted to fight. Also on the west side, as they saw the police, they weren't running. They were inviting the police into that particular crowd. Now, selling drugs on the south side was different than selling drugs on the west side. Selling drugs on the south side, they had a great tendency to try to hide as much as they could. They would put the drugs underneath trees, inside of buildings, inside of mailboxes. They would put the drugs inside of their gym shoe and underneath their gym shoe and all of that. So that way it would be harder for us to find. On the west side, they tend to have kept their drugs. They figured that if you can catch them and you can come up to them and get them, then it was okay. But you had to have the courage to come over there and do that. So it was kind of different and it was a weird feeling. On the north side of Chicago, you have people who, who sold drugs a little differently. They're not going to be involved in as many gang fights, but they are involved in property crimes more on the north side than the south side and west side combined. But when it came to selling drugs on the north side, they decided to do it with more sophistication. They didn't just sell it out of windows or out of bricks or on the street. They would do drive-through services where they would have you come into the McDonald's and buy your drugs or go into any fast food place. They would sell it at the cleaners along with your cleaning. They would also sell it out of briefcases. 
they didn't look the part as your normal street dealer, whereas he was in blue jeans and a T-shirt and what have you. They would dress up the part so that way it was harder for police officers just to pick him up. But all of it's so different and still the same. I got so many lessons learned from policing on the streets that I now can tell my children and my grandchildren what to expect and how to expect it. Now, there will be a story that I will tell you about how drugs are actually sold inside of high schools and grammar schools. And yes, they are sold in high schools. And yes, they're sold in grammar schools. Try not to believe that things don't happen. Just because you can't see it only means that you have not developed the eye in order to see it. Things happen every day and they happen all around the world. If you look at your drugs of choice and the people that are in the city, they may be crack and cocaine. In the suburbs, they may be heroin and some other type of drugs, pills, any type of pill that they would use mostly in suburbs. And in the country area, they use, they use more drugs inside of the country. Most children that use drugs are always using drugs because of their families that are not home. Mom and dad used to be home that they can look at children. Now mom and dad are forced to work with one another all of the time. So they don't have the same ability as one used to have with another. So kind of watch out for your children and don't have a closed eye to the things that are around you. They're still true whether you believe them or not. So this again is my random thought for Unlimited Boundaries and Officer B. I thank you for coming along this journey with me as I teach you some of the lessons that I have learned through this. I ask you, please take your time. Leave me a comment. I love to read your comments. I love to see what you have to think about and what we can still talk about as we move forward in our journey. I thank each and every person for coming along. I really appreciate all that you've done. So again, I tell you from Unlimited Boundaries Officer being your host, Lester Bailey, and I want you to have a fantastic life and stay brilliant. We're going to open our eyes to more than we've ever understood in our life. So until the next time, I want to say thank you again and bye-bye for now.